You're listening to The Ascent Podcast, a production of Foothills Church. Hey, and welcome into The Ascent Podcast. Today, we're going to do things just a little bit different as we bring you a bonus episode from our summer series, Life on the Mountain. I sat down with Pastor Trent as we reflected on one of the most popular messages from the series, which tackles the topic of materialism. And before we jump in today, don't miss next week's regular episode as we bring you the first part of our brand new series, Real Friends. Hope you enjoy. And so Jesus's point is there's there's only one thing that's eternal and that, that that's people. And so if I'm investing in the kingdom of God, I'm investing into people, uh, the, the power and hope of the gospel, those are the things that are going to be eternal. Those are the things that are going to last forever. I'm Britton Drown. Thanks as always for listening. Let's jump right in. Well, Pastor Trent, uh, we are back here on the podcast and, you know, there was so much content in that Life on the Mountain series that uh, we, we kind of wanted to take this opportunity to, to revisit some of uh, the teachings from that series and, and today kind of focus a little bit on the idea of materialism. So I kind of wanted to open up today, you know, materialism is one of those topics that, you know, is really one of the most relevant topics in today's culture. In 2019, it just seems like it's so easy and so common in our instant gratification culture, the, the, the time of Amazon Prime, that you know, really it just seems like we can fall victim to materialism so quickly and so easily. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, every social media platform has advertisements specifically geared toward what tempts you. So for me, it's shoes. Like I see Nike shoes, Adidas shoes every time I look at social media because I love shoes. Um, you know, you watch TV and HD, HGTV makes you think your house isn't good enough. Um, every car commercial makes you think that, well, my car is not that good. <laughs> every Disney commercial makes you feel like a loser as a parent if you don't take your kids to Disney World. Um, and so everywhere we look, we're just bombarded with, you know, the stuff that we think is going to make us happier or the stuff that we think is going to, you know, give us a little bit more joy. And so uh, as we face that, we actually get sucked into it really, really easily. Yeah, you know, there, there's definitely a defined difference between what culture seems to press on us and, and what Jesus says about you know, the value that we place on material possessions yeah. as well as, you know, how we invest our time and our resources. So can you just, can you just walk us through what that difference is and how we can separate what culture says and what Jesus teaches on this topic? Yeah. In Matthew six, uh, Jesus says, verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. And so essentially, Jesus is telling us the best place to invest our resources. And so, you know, when it comes to money, a lot of people don't think churches should talk about it. But I mean, Jesus talks about it way more than heaven or hell combined. And so it's, it's important because we are a materialistic culture and we do a lot of things that are damaging to our lives with our finances. I mean, statistics tell us that, you know, most people have at least $8,000 in credit card debt. And so we're, we're spending more than we make. 
And, and so we're, we're falling hook, line, and sinker for, for the, the enemy's strategy against us. And it, and it puts a lot of pressure on our marriages. It puts a lot of pressure you know, at, on, on us at work. Uh, puts a lot of pressure on us as parents because we constantly have to, you know, buy our kids things and, you know, school starts back. So you got to buy, you know, school supplies and, well, we don't have money for that. Well, we still, you know, we have to do it. Well, let's put it on the card. And so we don't do a really good job budgeting and we're constantly, you know, buying stuff on Amazon Prime that we don't really need. And so Jesus gives us the the, the pathway that's going to lead us to life and give us joy and so it just comes down to, are we going to believe him or not? And are we going to apply it or, or we're not? And in the area of materialism, it just, we just get, our mind just gets clouded. Um, what we think is going to bring us happiness. I mean, we, you know, materialism clouds really our, our vision of success because we have defined success in financial terms. And so I've got to get a large amount of money or I'm not going to be seen as successful. And so that's, you know, that's, that's just not true. Um, materialism clouds how we, um, uh, how we value people. You know, if we have a materialistic mindset, then we're going to think, well, wealthier people are the successful and cool and, and, and important people. And those who don't have money, well, they're not as valuable, you know, and that's just the wrong way to view people. Materialism is going to cloud our, our dreams of our, even our children's lives, because we look at our children and we think, well, you know, for them to be successful, it means that, you know, they have to make money and, and they have to have the college degree and they've got to be successful in this way. And so then we end up putting all this pressure on our kids to do the very same things that, that, you know, maybe we aren't even doing, but we put that pressure on them and we put that pressure on ourselves as parents and it's just not fair to them. And it's definitely not godly and it definitely doesn't line up with, with scripture. And so uh, to, to do what Jesus is saying here means that we totally have to refocus where we're, we're sending our resources and how we're using our resources. And it uh, doesn't mean you can't have a nice car. doesn't mean you can't, you know, go on vacation and, and use your money, you know, to, to bless yourself. But I think his point here is, okay, where is the focus and where is the balance? And, and so that's where our heart has to be. Yeah, you just hit on that. I, I'm curious, you know, with it being such a, you know, it's, it's certainly pervasive. I struggle with this. I know um, many people who struggle with this. It's all over the place. So, so how do you begin to evaluate and when, when, how do you step back and say, how do I know if this is really controlling my heart and what are some things I should be looking for in my behavior or my finances practically? What, what should I look at and evaluate to determine whether or not this is something I'm struggling with? Well, I think you're hitting, hit, hitting the nail on the head here. Are you struggling with it? If you're not struggling with it, then you're not even dealing with it. If it's not an issue for you, then you're not even thinking about it. You know, and, and if you're not willing to sit down and look at your bank statement, if you're not willing to, to sit down and look at where your money's going, then you're not even struggling with it. You're you're full board, you know, doing what culture has already told you to do. Um, and so step one is actually just kind of are you going to sit down and struggle with this? Um, are you going to wrestle with this? Because every single person I struggle with it, every single person in the U.S. especially 
uh, is going to struggle with this. And so you, we, we've got to sit down. We've got to look at our our statements, and we've got to look at you know where where is our money going? And um, and and Jesus makes this statement, I think, because He knows we're all going to be tempted uh, to treasure material things above treasuring Him and above treasuring the kingdom of God. We're, we're all going to be tempted to serve money. And so uh, we don't want to serve money. We want our money to serve us. We don't want to be a master to uh, money. And so this is how Jesus is, is, is helping us refocus our, our life. Something that you, you said in your message was kind of the idea that we can't allow our hearts to really worship money, but, but rather let our money serve God. Here's, here's a little clip from that message. Here's the reality. The reality is a, a lot of us are under the power of money. We don't even know it. We're living our lives and we don't even know we're under the power of money and material things. But, but here, I think, is the point of this passage. What Jesus is, Jesus is trying to tell us is don't serve money. Let your money serve God. Don't serve money. Don't love money. Don't run after money. Let whatever money God has given to you serve him. Serve him Alone. So, Pastor Trent, that was that was really the bottom line, I think, of your message that day. So, can you can you expand on that a little bit practically? What does that look like to really have my finances and my family's finances, our time, really go towards serving God rather than you know really worshiping ourselves and the lifestyle that we're we're seeking? Yeah. Well, I think his point here is that we want to we want to take our resources and we want to invest it into things that are going to have an eternal impact. And so the only thing that lives forever, I don't, you know, I have nothing materially that's going to go to heaven with me. It's not going to live forever. It's going to be destroyed by moth clothing, destroyed by moth. Any metal can be destroyed by, you know, um, weather. And so Jesus's point is there's, there's only one thing that's eternal and that, that that's people. And so if I'm investing in the kingdom of God, I'm investing into people, uh, the, the power and hope of the gospel those are the things that are going to be eternal. Those are the things that are going to last forever. And so why, why wouldn't I you know, take my resources and, and use that uh, in kingdom ministries, in gospel-centered churches, where I'm going to be giving to the church? Um, and, and that is, is, is a way that disciples are made. I am investing into people, and it will live and, and you know, grow eternally. That, that, that to me... You know, I read that and it makes total sense. Ah, oh, yeah. And so for me, it's easy to give to God's church. And so it's a commitment we made a long time ago. And, and so we, we have decided to be percentage givers. We're going to give a percentage. And every year we evaluate if we can give more. Uh, but we're, I'm just totally convinced that as I give to God's kingdom, as I give to God's church, um, it's, it's making an eternal impact. And so I, I love it. Every time somebody gets saved or baptized in our church or people are growing, it's not just because I'm preaching or just because I'm a part. It's, I know, man, I, we, we have financially sacrificed to see this happen. And so I feel like I'm more a part of, of something bigger. And uh, that's that's God's kingdom growing. You know, it's interesting. We have so many new people here at Foothills Church, maybe even people stepping into a church for the first time. It's interesting to witness as some people are just, you know, seeking out and looking for just guidance in that first step of really taking a leap of faith and being generous. And for us as believers, there's an element of, of education to this. There's just so many people looking for guidance in this area. I know We've seen that story play out many times here at FC. 
could you maybe just, you know, give a couple of practical steps on how to be a better or more faithful steward of, of my time, my finances for sake of the gospel? What are, what are those first steps in giving back to God's kingdom for somebody who's really looking to be generous, maybe for the first time? Yeah, well, I think, you know, are you going to be a percentage giver? I think that's a, that's a statement and that's a decision you've got to make. And I think the only way we can really prioritize the kingdom of God is if we make a commitment and say, okay, it's going to be a thoughtful gift. It's not just going to be random, whatever I have in my pocket on Sunday mornings. No, I'm smarter than that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a better steward of my resources than that. So, you know, here's my house payment, you know, here are the other things that I've got to pay for. Okay. Um, that's well and good. But if I can't carve out, you know, 10% or, or more to be able to give faithfully to God, then, okay, then I've got to start to, you know, change some of the things I'm, I'm spending and, and some, of the, some of the ways that I'm living. And so I, I start with what I'm going to give God, and then I know what my house payment can be or what cars or whatever else, you know, I need to do. And so it starts with God because he's first in our, in our life and he's first in, in, in my life. And so, you know, from a practical standpoint, it's determining what that is going to be and then making that commitment to actually do that. And then, you know, it's it's super easy. You know, we had this one um, person, he was totally unchurched in our, and never been to church before and he started coming. And then um, he was like, yeah, you know, you guys pass these buckets around and, you know, like, I don't, what am I supposed to put in there? And I'm like, well, you know, that, that's an offering. And he's like, okay, well, is, is, is like, where do I do that? Like, do I just give him my, whatever I've got or how? And it's just a reminder, like when people who are unchurched are coming, you know, to your church, like you've got to think through simple, practical ways you know, here's how you give online, you know, and yeah, this should be a weekly or monthly thing. And this is a percentage thing. And this is a thoughtful thing. And this is how you put God first in your, you know, possessions and, and in your wealth. And, and so, uh, we, we constantly have to be, you know, reminding ourselves that this is all new stuff for a lot of people in our churches. So cool too, when you see that and you see people who, um, understand or have that change of heart and, and really do see the impact of being a, a faithful steward and and putting God first. I'm sure you've seen a lot. Of, what are, How have you seen the idea of being generous change people and the idea of having an eternal perspective versus the fleeting perspective of material things here on earth? How have you seen that change people's lives or, or families within our own church here? Yeah, one story comes to mind. There was a guy who never came to church with his wife and she, you know, of course, was praying and, and always hoping that he would come. And then out of the blue one day, he decided to come to church. And it just happened to be a sermon that was about giving. And his wife, when she realized that, she told me later, she was like, I just kind of fell apart inside because I thought, great, of all the days he's going to come uh, with me, it's going to be a day like this. Because, you know, the, the mentality is, okay, when the pastor talks about wealth or money, then, you know, people are turned off. But that's not how the spirit works. And, and so what ended up happening was at the end of the message on the way home, uh, the husband said, honey, we need to make some changes. And she was like, OK, they ended up going home that night and totally redoing their budget, totally refocusing, you know, everything that they were doing financially. 
And long story short, this guy came to faith, and it was all on a giving sermon that kind of started the whole deal. And it, it just goes to show you that, you know what, the Spirit of God, you know, is, is alive and active. And we just have to preach the Word, show the Word, and, and uh, the Spirit's going to do His work. People are going to make their, you know, the, their own decisions on how to apply these things. But uh, for me, people say, man, when you talk about giving or whatever, I know that's a hard topic. It really isn't like whatever Jesus says, you know, we just we just need to talk about it and we need to preach it and we need to preach it with passion. And when we do that, great things happen. Um, And so people may not like it, but it's not my words. It's his words, you know, and and I'm totally convinced by it, too. And, And I can see how it might be difficult to preach something that I'm not totally convinced about. And, and for that, you know, that might be a little awkward. If I wasn't giving, it'd be awkward for me to tell everybody to give. And so I understand how that would be a little weird. But, but no, that's, that's where our heart is. We're convinced this is what it, what it looks like to, you know, really put God first in our finances. And so we can preach it and teach it. And I love to see people actually get it because nobody here, you know, at, at FC is, is after anybody's money. Like my, my salary doesn't change if somebody decides to put God first financially. Uh, nothing uh, in, in, in my world, world really changes. But what it does change is it fuels the vision. And I always tell people, like, we, we aren't able, we, we've got a huge vision, and we've got to do, you know, we want to, you know, grow, we want to build, we want to renovate, we, we want to start new churches, we, we want to do a lot of things. So that's the vision that we want to accomplish. But how our people give uh, will dictate the speed of how we accomplish that vision. And so, you know, as fast as I want to go, it, that you know, I want to do it all today. But you know what? That's not God's plan. God is going to show me the speed that we need to go based on the level of giving that our people um, are actually giving. And so, you know, we, we trust and, and we watch and we, we see God work. And so it's fun. Yeah. And so when we, when we, when we really understand what it means to invest in, in eternity versus fleeting things here, here on earth, how, you know, how does that really reflect the gospel too? I mean, understanding sacrificing and putting God first is really a, a painting the picture of the gospel. So how do those two things correlate and, and really come together? Yeah. you know, and we don't like to sacrifice much <laughs> in our culture. Like we don't, we don't like to think in terms of sacrifice, but when we are sacrificing financially, you know, we're saying, okay, we're not going to get to go on this vacation. We're not going to get to have this kind of car or this kind of house because we've we've decided to put God first. And so that's kind of how it looks practically. And that concept is so foreign to to most people. Like, what do you what do you mean? No, we're we're going on vacation. Like, we have to take our kids to Disney World. Well. No, you don't. (laughs) We have to have this kind of house or we have to drive this kind of car. And um, to me, that's just the mentality that's totally worldly focused. You don't have to have any of that. You 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 really want to begin to make those sacrifices. uh, And that really uh, allows our faith to grow. And and we trust God that as I give, he's going to take care of, you know, my my, the the bills that I might have. Or he's going to take care of my, you know, financial life. He's going to care for, he's going to give us what we need. And that's a step of faith. That's a step of of sacrifice that God always, always, always honors. 
Yeah, and that attitude and perception really is not just rooted in this particular passage, but as we've kind of seen, you know, throughout the course of this series, it really kind of boils back to the theme that you've laid out, which is that that idea that life in the valley is really that life of materialism. It's that life of of just chasing after temporary things. But but when you reach the summit and you yeah. and you climb to the top of that mountain, that's when you see eternity. That's when you see life is really about we. Yeah, I mean you know, that you hit the nail on the head here. I mean, like, what better way to see that you are living for yourself than by just looking at your finances? And if all of your resources are focused on your family and your kids' needs and your needs, I mean, that is the telltale sign that your life is all about you. And so if if you're not investing that into God's kingdom in any way, systematically, proportionally, percentagely, you know, thoughtfully, I mean, to me, that's like alarm bells should be going off in your mind. You're not putting Jesus first in your life if, if, if you're not giving to the kingdom of God. That's well put, and certainly, you know, a, a clear and, and effective lens to, to really look through as we combat this, this growing battle of materialism and begin to really see the world and, and our resources through a more godly perspective. And, Pastor Trent, thank you so much for joining us on this bonus episode of the Ascent Podcast. We will see you again and talk to you again next week as we move into our new series, Real Friends, and begin talking about the value of life in community. As always, if you enjoy this resource, we ask that you please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing to the podcast not only helps us to reach more people, but it also ensures that you always receive the latest episodes as we release them every other Wednesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate the show. Ratings really do help us to get discovered on your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.